Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another Destiny Changing Word by David Entry from one of our Revival Seeking Youth Services. If you want to control your world, catch the word. Be blessed. How do you catch the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Or the Holy Spirit comes upon people when you listen to anointed preaching. Two, the Holy Spirit comes upon people in the moment of prayer. If we rise up and start praying right now, you see what will be happening. The shoes of the Holy Spirit is prayer. Just, it just uses prayer to walk. Holy Spirit. If you say you want the Holy Spirit and you are not praying, you are playing. You are only playing because the Holy Spirit responds and reacts to prayer. When they had prayed, Acts 4, 31, the place where they had stood, shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit as a result of prayer. In Acts, Acts 3, 21, Jesus was being baptized, praying, heavens was open, the Holy Spirit came upon him. Prayer. Prayer. And then number three. Ah, oh, desire is like an addiction. You have to be so addicted to God and the things of God that sometimes you even misbehave in the presence of God. What do I mean? You do things that people feel like, why are you shouting like that? I have come this far in God because of my addiction to God. Some of you can already, already notice that these guys, you're usually mad. Oh yes. oh, yes. I am mad for Jesus. I'm crazy about church. I'm crazy. Jesus in John chapter 2 went to the temple and went to with people. That's the first time he demonstrated publicly anger. He was whipping people and turning the money tables. Take, take the money and then, hey, turn it down. And he started whipping human beings. Why? It all boils down to passion. They said about Jesus, they remember quotation about him that the zeal of God's house has consumed. That thing has eaten me up. There's, there's nothing else in me. When you cut my blood, zeal, zeal, zeal for God, zeal. It has eaten me up. You want the Holy Spirit in a very powerful way. You must be hungry for him in a very radical way. You are too gentle for the Holy Spirit to move you to another level. When the day of Pentecost came, people said their guys were drunk. Peter was one of those who they said was drunk. And he was the one who preached. And he was, his speaking brought the Holy Ghost on the people wow. who said they were drunk. Wow. That's how much he was saturated with the Holy Spirit. When it comes to God, don't, don't really be, don't care about what people will feel about you. And your person, people will always have different opinions. Even Jesus, they said he was demon-possessed. They said about Jesus that he has a demon. <laughs> One of the things that I, can, I will never let it bother me. When I'm in town, you can't even intimidate me about my Christianity. For me to hide my Christianity. No, you can't, you can't intimidate me. I'll carry my Bible. If I'm on the train, I want to read it. I will read it. As long as there's no law against it. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You can't stop me. Let alone to intimidate me in church. So, passion and desire attracts the Holy Spirit. Desire or passion attracts the Holy Spirit. Number four, association. Please, if you are struggling with your Christian life and you feel, oh, I feel like a hypocrite because I really love God, but I don't know what's wrong with me. I keep doing that. Hey, change your association. It's your company that is hurting you. It's your, your company is choking the expression of your heart. And it's introducing what you are not ready for. Because every human being is susceptible to environment. The atmosphere you expose yourself to, one, will determine what is growing in you and will determine what you'll be doing. Some people have been shouting hallelujah because you found yourself in this environment. So, your association. Check. Some of you have good association. That's why you came to church. Yeah, it was, it was some guys who drew, drew you to church, some association. So, if you want the Holy Spirit upon your life, there's a price you have to pay. The price of prayer, the price of listening to, exposing yourself to anointed preaching, the price of association, and the, the, uh, the, the price of passion. This is a basic price to pray for, the, for you to receive the, for the Holy Spirit to come upon your life. That's not all. In the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19, do not quench the spirit. Ah, me? Even fire in somebody's kitchen, I can't quench it. <laughs> Let alone the Holy Spirit. Say, yes, you can. How can I? Yes, you can. Why is the Holy Spirit fire? Oh, yes. In, in Acts chapter 2, verse 3, Bible says that clothing tongues of fire, as of fire. So it wasn't actual fire. It was like fire. Okay. So I was that there appeared on, on them clothing tongues like as of fire. The appearance, everything, it couldn't consume. It didn't burn. It didn't have heat. But it had every appearance of fire. It was the same thing that was burning on the tree, uh, bush when Moses, in Acts chapter 7, verse 13, 33, 34, he saw a bush burning but it wasn't being consumed. Why? Because the Holy Spirit fire does not consume. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't burn you out. So, the Bible said, clothing as of fire sat upon them. Now, watch this. The Holy Spirit is like fire. That's why you can quench it. You are quenching the fire. But why, why will I quench the fire? Maybe consciously or unconsciously. There are things people do to quench the Holy Spirit. Sin. Sin. But, but Pastor, why, why should sin be a problem for the Holy Spirit? For what is Holy Spirit? There's a difference between Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit. He's not the only Spirit. There are a lot of other spirits. But certainly he's the only Spirit that will bring holiness on your life. He is the Holy Spirit. 
Actually, when you read the, New, the Old Testament, you come across the word, actually, really, is that King James that translated it Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. But the Holy Spirit is not an Old Testament word. It is in Isaiah and in Psalm 51, that cast not the Holy Spirit from me. But the right word in the Hebrew is the spirit of holiness. In the Old Testament is the spirit of holiness. The New Testament is the first time it, he was referred to as the Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 1, verse 35, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. In Matthew, <laughs> in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, the Bible says that before the crusade jack, Mary was found to be with child. Of the, that's the first appearance of that phrase in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. He was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. That's because Jesus was about to be born. So the Holy Spirit is actually in the a move of the New Testament. Does that mean the Holy Spirit was not working on people in the Old Testament? Yeah, he was, he was always. The Bible said, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon. The Spirit of God came upon. In Judges chapter 3 verse 10. Judges chapter 6 verse 34. Chapter, chapter, chapter 14 verse 6. Chapter 14 verse 19. The Spirit, the spirit of the Lord. It, it's the Spirit of the Lord. It's never, they didn't say the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, the, the, is a unique terminology for the New Testament assignment. The Holy Spirit. So that means that he cannot settle on you if you are not holy. How did John the Baptist know that Jesus is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit? Because in John chapter 1 verse 33, he said, I don't know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water, the same said to me, the one upon whom you see the Spirit, watch this, the upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining. Because he can't remain when there is sin in your life. Wow. He can't remain. After church, he said, okay, see you later. If you, come, if you go back the way you came in, the Holy Spirit will say, Otilo. In other words, he will suspend his active engagement in your life. Because you have quenched the Spirit. Quench not the Holy Spirit. Carnality, fleshliness, pride, arrogance, quarrelsome. You are in the choir fighting with everybody. You are in the music team fighting with everybody. You are in the ashes fighting with everybody. Ashes tell you sit here. You say, why? I won't sit here. This is where I want to sit. When you come to church and Ashes says sit there, maybe you don't like them, but it's like a police officer telling you stop. You didn't want to. So if you know a police officer, you know those traffic, temporary traffic lights, those people who hold the green, go. And stop. You are in a hurry. And then they, when you are just coming across, they turn red. Stop. Oh boy. Would you say I won't, I won't listen? No. So when an usher shows you a seat, you say, I'm not, why should, why should I obey you? You are insulting the pastor. And you are rejecting the God who sent the pastor. So you won't understand that you are a fire, a, a fire quencher. You are quenching the Holy Spirit. There are so many things we do to quench the Holy Spirit. We quench sin. Sin. So look at something. The Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon me. He took a lion and tore him like goats. Wow. So Delilah was confused about, where is your strength? 
Show me where you're standing. Because there's nothing exceptional about him. It looks so normal. But he strengthens when the Spirit of God comes on. And the, his point of reference was the consecration. In other words, his purity. His, 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 his where we talk about holiness and sanctification. Holiness means you have been set apart. Okay, so there are times God will ask you something in your life must be set apart for him. Something before he was born, they said, set this boy apart for me. And one of the ways to set him apart is don't touch his hair. Doesn't mean when you don't touch your hair, God is setting you apart. Please, that's what I, didn't say. I didn't say that. It's nowhere in the Bible that there's a sign. Only something. That's why Delilah couldn't find the secret of his strength. Because he didn't know that it was in his locks or in his hair. So that was what God said. Set this thing apart for me. That's like a symbol of holiness. So upon this, I can be working in your life. This guy could accomplish things that over a thousand soldiers without any sword. He just took a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached out his hand and took it and killed a thousand men with it. Ah, how can someone do this? No training, no soldier, nothing. Look down the fine details. Fine print, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Yeah? And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. So, so now, his accomplishments were at the mercy of the Spirit that will come on him. So Satan said, we have to get rid of this thing. Because something, show me your secret. And see, the enemy will use what you are attracted to. Mm-hmm. What is the point in a bait in which the, the prey is not interested in? You want to catch fish, just get some worm. Throw it in the water. In the same way, Satan will not use what you, are, you don't have feelings for. He will use what you have. Am I communicating to someone? He wants to disconnect you from destiny. He wants to disconnect you from the great thing God is about to do in your life. He wants to detach you from the great blessing coming. So he has to use your Achilles heel. He wants to use, he has to use what you like most. He has to use what you are sentimental about. So when you want God to use you, you must, that's why Jesus said, deny yourself. Yeah, because there are some things that get to you. But if you want Jesus to use you, God to use you, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. For the Holy Spirit to come upon a person, the person must be conscious about purity. Conscious about purity, your cleanliness. But pastor, I can't be always clean. Start from somewhere and be intentional about it and put systems in place to keep you going. Some of us, you just probably have to just change your friends. It is what it is. It is what it is. 
probably have to change your friends because your friends are too worldly. Leave that group chat. Exit. I'm not saying that it's it's, it's a crime. If you want to secure the move of the Holy Spirit in your life, there are things you have to walk away from. That's what I mean. So, I want to talk to you. You want the Holy Spirit to use you. Be mindful of your exposure to sin. Do you understand me? It doesn't mean you become sinless, but you certainly sinless. The less you sin, the more you flow through you. So, respect sin. Because he is the Holy Spirit. Hagios Pneuma, the Greek word. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Hagios Pneuma. The Holy Spirit. In French and in Spanish, Sante, Sante Spirit. Saint is the one that makes us saints. He's clean spirit. God, the spirit of God is the breath of God. And God has not got bad breath. God breathed into us and his spirit comes. So in John, the, the key scripture, in John chapter 20, verse 22, he breathed on them and he said, receive you. The spirit of God the Spirit of God is the breath of God. That's why the songwriter said, just breathe your name on them. Breathe. The Spirit of God is the breath. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 5, the Bible says, and God breathed into his nostrils. Verse 7, I think, rather. God and the Lord formed God man and breathed into his, breathed uh, the breath into his nostrils, the breath of life, and turned him. <laughs> the breath of God. In John chapter 1, verse 9, he said, Is the light that lighteneth every man that comes? Is the breath of God that comes upon him? So, on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, says that there suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Do you know what? That sound, how did it sound like? Like a rushing. <sighs> is, it, is, it similar, is it similar to breathing, breath, ruach, <sighs> ruach? There are two Hebrew, three actually, but two for breath. One is Neshma, and the other one is Ruach. The Spirit of God is not Neshma. Neshma is just. So you see, when you are breathing, do you hear the one sitting here you breathing? Usually, no, unless they have maybe blocked noise or something, or they are snoring. But um, you don't hear, most of the time, you don't hear people breathe. You don't even hear. When you hear someone breathing very. It's, it's a medical situation. Because, because it's supposed to be Neshma. But when it turns into rock, rock is a so, so that's rock. And Bible says that the Spirit of God, the word used for the Spirit of God is rock in the Old Testament. Ruach. So when Jesus breathed upon them, it wasn't Neshma. Now, why am I saying this? It was dress rehearsal preparation because Acts chapter 2, verse 2 is coming. 
And in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, you see that suddenly there came a sound, and the sound was like a rushing. But this time, it was not just one person's forceful breath. It's the whole room was filled with. Then suddenly, do you know what? They'll remember when he breathed upon them. Because when he, he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit, he breathed upon them. <laughs> he said, and, and then he said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. And then, so, but the Holy Spirit, did they receive it? Yes, but he hasn't been poured out. So on the day when he was about to be poured out, they, they heard this, this sound. It wasn't a feeling, please. It wasn't a feeling. They never felt the wind blowing. They never felt the wind. They never saw the curtains moving. Nothing. No curtain was moving. No, their clothes was not moving. They, they didn't even feel wind on their, what, it was their ear. Hey! Yes. They heard, the Bible said that a sound came, it was a sound, it was not a wind. It wasn't a wind, it was a sound. But that sound, the source is from heaven. It was like Jesus was sitting in heaven and then, <sighs> A sound came from heaven as a, a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house. Everywhere they were sitting, you could hear the sound. But you can't see any movement. You can't see any movement. You can't see curtains moving, nothing. But you hear. That was a very unique experience. Then it was a very unique experience. And suddenly they knew, he's here. He's here. He's here. He's here because we can hear. We can hear that sound. We are familiar with that sound. We are familiar with the work, the work, the work of God, 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 the work of God. Work of God. Rock Adonai. Rock Adonai. The Spirit of the Lord. Rock Adonai. They knew. They knew. Suddenly, they were in anticipation and expectation. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come upon us because they know it's here. Come upon us because then their desire was heightened. Come upon us. And then watch this. Bible said, and they sat on each of them. Sat. And there appeared on uh, clothing thoughts of fire, as of fire, and sat on each of them. Everyone there. So that was their first experience was they heard the sound. Second experience they saw, they didn't feel. Some of you whose Christianity is only about feeling. Read your scriptures. They didn't feel. So actually, I didn't know it was on my head. I only saw your own. And I saw your own. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't come on me for me. I saw your own. I saw your own. So, so that means when it came on you, Others are the ones who benefit the yes. sight. Yes. Because when you lift your head, what happens? You can't see it. You can't see on top of your head. But you can see it's on you. And then he said, I can also see it's on you. See, that community life, the church life is, we are serving one another. I, I see it on you. I see it. But with the things of the spirit, it doesn't start with what you see. It starts with what you hear. He that has In Revelation chapter 1, it says, I, John, I was in the spirit, verse 10. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. And then what happened? It's very interesting that he didn't hear in front of him. He heard by, how many of you can see behind you? No. You don't see behind you, but you can hear from behind you. 
So God said, stop what you are thinking or seeing first and listen. So he said, I heard a sound from behind me. And then the verse 12, he said, I turned now to see. Uh, <laughs> I, and I turned because that sound was behind me. I started having the encounters before I saw what it was. That's why you don't come to church and marginalize the place of preaching God's pure word. Many people, their religion is about feeling. It's just all about you. (laughs) Is that wrong? Not necessarily. But your feelings is not justified until you tell me what you've heard. Your hearing precedes your feelings. Your seeing precedes your feelings. The Bible says that. And this, the clothing tongues of fire came and sat on each one of them. And then guess what? Now, the third thing, they were all filled. Before they feel, they felt it. Before the feelings came in, they were filled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. He's here! He's here! They started speaking. They started speaking. They started speaking. Suddenly, you started hearing them. No, they were not speaking your language. They didn't speak anybody's language. They did not speak anybody's language. People heard what they were saying in their language. That's more a miracle. So, one person is speaking, and you are Chinese, you are Indian, you are Yoruba, and, and you are American. And yet, you can all hear in your native language. It's not like different slang. Native language. He said, these are the, these are the wonderful works of God. The Bible says that. And when the sound was there, the multitude came and were confused because everyone heard them speak in their own language. One of the translations said, in their native language. Because they heard them. The miracle was in the hearing. And then they were, what's the meaning of this? Because they have come from different countries and they have all assembled there from different, different territories. Some even came from Egypt. Libya. Libya. Some came from Libya. Egypt, Egypto, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Libya, Cyrene, visitors from Rome, Jews and proselytes, different, different nations, Cretans, Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. What is interesting about their speaking was they were speaking about praising God, the wonderful works of all God. If you are really being used of God, credit always, your behavior always brings credit to God. Some of you want the Holy Spirit because you want to prove to people that you are powerful. Don't use it. I want, that. I want the gift where I can see what they are thinking, what they were saying in their room. Teenage, Sabrina, the teenage witch is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are looking for. It's not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, consecration. Don't quench the Spirit. And then there's a scripture in 
Ephesians chapter 4. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit. You have made him sad. Holy Spirit, where are you? I'm there. Where are you? Why are you not coming? I'm sad. <laughs> Holy Spirit, where? I'm sad. Holy Spirit, come, come. Why? Why are you sad? The gossip. The bitterness and unforgiveness and the way you are talking about church. Holy Spirit, you are grieving the Spirit. The Holy Spirit never uses people who grieve him. You grieve with your attitude and your actions. You quench the Holy Spirit with your negative desires. You want the Holy Spirit to use you, don't grieve him. You want the Holy Spirit to use you, don't quench him. Sometimes, how do you grieve him? The Holy Spirit is saying that, come to me, I want to do something with you. And then he said, no, 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 I don't want anyone to see me. You see, you already started grieving him. You already started quenching him. Sometimes in an atmosphere like this, God can even single you out and say, come to me. Come to me, I'm going to do something in your life. And then suddenly, if you oh, no, I don't want anybody to realize that I have been going through a lot. The Holy Spirit says, oh, the way I wanted to deliver this boy. They wanted to bless this boy. They wanted to change this boy to make him great. Like, I had plans for this. This guy rejected me like this. Holy Spirit said, oh. Why do you grieve the Spirit? Why do you grieve the Spirit? The Spirit of God is here. How do you know he's here? Because he's been talking to you. When God is talking to you, you just know. You can't fake it. You just know that. Mm. Mm. Sometimes you are very quiet, but you know that this one is at your doorsteps. Sometimes you are very quiet, but this one looks like someone has just read my email. Someone has told the pastor about me. No, it's the Holy Spirit. He just knows you. And he wants to reach out to you and help you. Lift up your right hand. Say, Holy Spirit, come upon me. Say, Holy Spirit, come upon me. Say, Holy Spirit, come upon me. God bless you for listening to this powerful message. May the power of God be evident in your life. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat so you are always up to date. Be blessed.